The year was 1489. The Black Plague ravaged the continent. It was the hour of the infamous auto de fe, where for public amusement, heretics and non-believers were tortured and burned in a carnival-like atmosphere. And it was guided by the most fearful specter to ever sit in judgment over good and evil. The Grand Inquisitor, Torquemada. All pay heed. Now enters His Holiness, Torquemada, the Grand Inquisitor of the Spanish Inquisition. Torquemada, do not implore him for compassion. Torquemada, do not beg him for forgiveness. Torquemada, do not ask him for mercy. Let's face it, you can't talk him out of anything. Hey, man, Jace with a Y. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so to start out, like, uh, tell me, what's your favorite kind of food? Pizza. <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you can't eat pizza. Why not? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. Why? <laughs> because uh, it's like uh, <laughs> pretty bad for you. But what makes it bad? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like uh, like probably one of the worst things you can eat. How come? <laughs> uh, uh, because of like uh, the ingredients in it. Which ones? <laughs> Pardon? One of crossbeams gone out of school and settled. I don't understand what you're saying. One of the crossbeams has gone out askew on the treadle. <laughs> what on earth does that mean? I don't know. Mr. Wentworth just told me to come in here and say that there was trouble at the mill, that's all. I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise are two weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons. Our fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. <laughs> Amongst our weapons. Amongst our weaponry are such elements as fear. I'll come in again. <laughs> I didn't expect a kind of Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition! Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. So it's not the weekend, but happy weekend anyway, everybody. I'm Rabbi Dave. And I'm Friar Cook. Yes, joyous weekend to all. So we we had some obstacles in our way, Mm -hmm. and we're unable to record this weekend, but I just shuffled some things around, and here we are on a Tuesday. Yep. Recording 
for you. So enjoy. And for the love of God, would somebody please give us a rating and a review? <laughs> please. We're begging you here. It's charity for God's sake. I think we're just going to have to make up our own, you know, raters and <sighs> under different names. I don't want to do that, but I guess we could if we had to. Yeah. Or we could pretend to be some of our listeners. Who would you pretend to be? Uh, I get Patrick Krebs, the Patrick Krebs Memorial Trophy Award winner, Listener of the Week winner. There you go. Hey, you no, know, let's just let's open it up for comment, right? Who wants to be pretended to have a rating? Right. Who who wants? Who do you want us to pretend to be you so that we can rate <laughs> our own show because you're too damn lazy to do it? <laughs> That's so funny. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's worth an idea, right? Yeah. It's worth Why a, not? Worth a shot anyway. So so I've been thinking a lot lately about ideas mm-hmm. and thought processes and how, well, I was talking to Bill yesterday about this, I, how fascinated I am by the fact that people will believe whatever fits their agenda. Yes. And how far are they willing to go to believe that. Does that make sense? Uh, It it does. It does. I I think people stop critically thinking when it supports an idea that they already have in their head. Okay. I'm with you there. But how far are you willing to go to make sure that your idea that you believe is accepted and supported to the exclusion of all others? Even if, Rod, even if he said to the good friar, even if you know that other ideas have merit and yours might be, what's that word? What's that word they use to describe things that are, oh yeah, wrong. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) How far are we willing to go? It depends on one's ego, right? I mean, if you've if you've vested a a lot of time and energy into your particular idea and you have gone out on a limb and you've said maybe in social media that you support this idea and then the facts come in telling you that, hey, wait a second, your idea might not be all up to snuff. So are we willing to to unfriend people? It really depends upon, I guess how emotionally involved you are at that point, right? Because that's an emotional decision. Now, see, I have a lot of friends on Facebook, 585 or something on Facebook. But mm-hmm. I, And I've said this before. Only about 20 of, you, 20 of you actually get to see what I post. It's not that I don't like the other people. It's not that I disagree with them. It's that, how do I say this tritely? You're, you're boring. You're, <laughs> you're repetitive, you're boring, and... I really don't care what you had for dinner. Yeah. And I'm so tired, and I say this with some some trepidation. I'm tired of your Bible verse posts. I really am. Because I know you don't really believe it anyway. I know you say you do, but you don't. So stop posting it. I don't need to see that. So I put you on mute. Yeah. I don't see your stuff anymore. Being a Christian, I even get tired of seeing that. Because it's, it's like the same friends all the time will post these Bible verses over and over again. And right. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, I know you're you're a Christian, great. Look how great my life is. Yeah. Jesus loves you. Yeah, okay, so what? 
What are you going to do about it? I mean, that's, and, and you can't get into those conversations anyway. So, but there are people who have blocked me on social media mm-hmm. because they disagree with my opinion about something, my opinion about something. Yeah. My opinion, Rod, not my, this is a gun. I'm going to point it at your head and you believe this or else. Yeah. My actual, hey, Dave, what do you think about this? Well, I think this. Well, I don't like that, so we can't be friends. Yeah, that's that, that's a little too an extreme. And that means they're not, you know, I've not blocked anybody for that. I have muted people so that I don't see their posts and that they don't see mine because, honestly, they start sharing their opinions when never their own we never asked for their opinion in the first place. Well, see, that's another issue. That's that's another thing. If nobody asks me for my opinion, I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. I get that from my wife all the time. How come you're so quiet? Because you don't really want my opinion about something. You want my <laughs> approval and my acquiescence, but you don't want my opinion. <laughs> right? Yeah. Said every husband everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and stepfather. So there's this idea then that how far are we willing to go in society? So we've been watching the past few days as conservatives across the country are, I don't want to say coming unglued, but they're they're having an existential problem. The, the great Arizona audit that was supposed to mm-hmm. prove that Trump actually won the election and Trump should be installed as president now and Congress is going to have to act and the Supreme Court's going to overturn the election and blah, 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 didn't go the way they wanted it to. Sure. And so the, react, the immediate reaction was, and I listened to several hosts on Friday talking about, just ignore the report. Just don't believe it. <laughs> no, I'm not making that up. I'm not going to tell you who that was, Dan Bongino, but, but, but that's what they said. Just to, yeah. it's it's not true. Just ignore it. Honestly, if it had been if it had really been that bad, if if what had happened had really been that bad, we would have heard about it a lot sooner. Or would we have, Rod? Don't you understand the the depth of the conspiracy here? Who got to Cyber Ninjas? Who convinced them to come up with this report that? That uh, that clears everything. Who did that? My question is, who hires a group called Cyber Ninjas to do an audit? What the heck? Who wants to, who as a computer <laughs> company that does this kind of forensic audits that wants to be taken seriously names themselves Cyber Ninjas? No freaking buddy. Nobody. Marketing 101. Public relations. Probably some. It's, there's probably some relation to somebody somewhere in the government that. Oh, hey, I've got this. I know this contact. Yeah, cyber ninjas. Yeah, they'll I do it. This, I got a cousin in Phoenix, or Tempe, or wherever they are. Anyway, the, the, the whole thought process here is this idea that we're just going to ignore information that we don't like, and carry on smartly. And so, yeah. what's the logical extension of that? Let's say, for the sake of argument, that I hold a political belief that is demonstrably false for whatever reason. And it doesn't matter what it is. But I have the power to make you at least say that you accept my political belief. Right? Whether it's a gun to your head Mm -hmm. or food or whatever. What kind of society do I have? Not a friendly one. A totalitarian dictatorship? Could be. Hmm. 
okay, so we say we believe this thing, but we don't really believe it. And so when the time comes, what happens to my power? Because I'm forcing you to say that you believe what I want you to believe. Two plus two equals five. Yeah. Well, I think that... Well, so you've got a you've got this pendulum that'll swing back and forth, right? Because then you're just trading. You're going to be trading at that point. The next group that comes into power will be the other side of the pendulum. So you're just you're you're trading one totalitarian and for another one. Unless something happens. So there's a couple of things that could happen here. One thing that could happen is people might rise up and say, "No, two plus two equals four, and we're free to believe that, and you can't make me." You can't make me. You can't make me. <laughs> right? Sure. And freedom flourishes and liberty is won and new flags are flown and blah, blah, blah. But the converse and the more common occurrence is that the people that have the power to make you believe that two plus two equals five, and this is kind of the whole scene in 1984 where Winston is being interrogated by O'Brien and he's talking about I have the power to make you say this whether you believe it or not is irrelevant to me I can make you say it and that is the more likely of the two outcomes isn't it yeah that force power intimidation control becomes so intense and so controlling i guess i hate that word but that eventually you reach a point where someone downstream says is it true that once upon a time people believe that two plus two equals four what kind of crazy people are those now you might say to yourself dave that's absurd nobody would ever believe that what if there was a situation where people in power and that's not necessarily government, by the way, mm-hmm. wanted you to believe a certain thing about mm, people. I want you to believe that people can be whatever they want to be. Yeah. Right? Sure. I've whatever told, their heart desires, I've right? been told that since I was in elementary school. Dave, you can be whatever you want to be. You want to be president? You can be president. You want to be an astronaut? You can be an astronaut. You want to be the starting catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers? Well... You got no knees, so that's not going to work for you. But you could have been. You could have been a contender. (laughs) You could have been, Dave. But what happens when people say, well, I don't want to be Dave. Or I don't want to be Rod. I want to be Rodwina. We're seeing that right now. Are we? How interesting that we're being told that something we know is not true. Two plus two equals five. Mm Mm-hmm must be accepted and not only must be accepted but we must repeat it or else what we are sanctioned punished yep made to feel foolish canceled and eventually you reach a point where someone downstream says is it true people used to believe there were only two genders there was an idea presented many 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 years ago i don't recommend the book dostoevsky's um mm-hmm. the brothers kamarazov 
Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this as someone who has actually read it 30 years ago. Don't. Okay, you will injure yourself when your head impacts your desk falling asleep because it's so boring. So, in other words, read the Cliff Notes version. I don't even know that I would recommend that. To be honest with you, <laughs> it's the problem with with so-called classic literature is there are some just some supremely sublime ideas that we should be considering. But to get to those ideas, you have to slog through some of the, I'm just going to say it, worst writing ever invented. Plus, it's being translated from Russian. Yeah, that's, so that's another issue. It's like War and Peace, Leo Tolstoy. Once upon a time, I decided I was going to read War and Peace because I never had. So I went and bought a book, a copy of War and Peace mm-hmm. at the Navy Exchange right over there. This is back in the mid-80s. Where they half sell the, Wyoming whiskey. Half the book. Yeah, it's true. Thank God. <laughs> Things I discovered this week. Half the book, Bill, or Bill, Rod, half the book, Rod, is in French. Because <laughs> oh, no. the speak, people speaking speak French. Guess They're Russians speaking French. I don't speak French. I don't read French. So now I've got this $12 book that's 9,000 pages long that I can only read half of because all the communication is in French. Is it why any would, wonder? Why would you do that as an author? I don't know. More importantly, why would you make me buy it and try to read it? Well, if you was that that was a translation, right? Yeah. And so yeah. why wouldn't you translate the French I don't know. too? And why wouldn't you write that on the cover? Hey, before you buy this book, if you don't speak French, you're not going to be able to read it. C'est la vie. <laughs> so, needless to say, most classic literature to me is it's it's most of it's bad not all of it is nathaniel hawthorne bad because that stuff is just i mean even my english lit teacher in high school said here watch the movie the scarlet letter don't read the book (laughs) the book is gonna kill you watch the movie it's much more entertaining (laughs) the book is gonna kill you (laughs) so this book the brothers kamarazov by fedor dostoevsky but they have such wonderful ideas and concepts because these people who apparently had no f- more free time than I do had time to think about these grand ideas. Well, there was no TV and no internet and none of that other stuff to distract you. Okay, I give you that, but you also had to buy food every day or find food every day and sure. you know, treat yourself medically. and So there were trade-offs. That's all I'm going to say. Dostoevsky comes up with this grand idea. He he's talking in the book about these ideas of freedom and 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 the like and control, and he hits on this story that he's telling. One of his characters is t- is reciting a poem, and by poem I don't mean there once was a man in Nantucket. What mm-hmm. I mean is he's telling a story, an, an epic like Beowulf, sure. and the story is of the Grand Inquisitor during the time of the Spanish Inquisition. Right? Because Tor- nobody expects that. Nobody does. <laughs> huh, yeah. Nobody expects the Grand Inquisition. See, I wasn't even expecting that. <laughs> no, no one. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, God. Now i got to find that clip, too. <laughs> um, 
and, and, and the story, the Grand Inquisitioner, is going about his business, inquisiting people who have been accused of heresy or being Jews or whatever. So he's torturing them and forcing their conformity with mm -hmm. the Catholic Church, which is what the Inquisition was really all about. Sure. Conformity through unity. Unity through obedience. I love that. Okay? Unity through obedience. The Inquisitor is brought a new prisoner. The prisoner has been, it just appeared in town one day, walking around, and he looks oddly familiar to everyone. Very familiar to everyone. He's got a beard. He talks in parables. He's, he performs miracles. Hmm. And when the prisoner is brought before the Grand Inquisitor, he says to the Grand Inquisitor, yeah, I'm Jesus. Okay. Now, the Inquisitor, through his interrogations, comes to the determination that he, this person is, in fact, Jesus, the very person that the church venerates and worships yeah. and claims as its founder. Mm-hmm. What do you think his reaction to that should be? Oh, by the way, Jesus tells the Inquisitor, um, and I'm and I'm bumping up the language here a little bit from the from the, <laughs> the ancient Russian into modern English. He kind of tells the Inquisitor, "Dude, um, this is not what I was talking about. This is yeah. not love your neighbor as yourself. This is not this. this no, you missed the mark. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, okay." And what do you think the Inquisitor's response to this is? Well, I, I'm just going to guess that it, it because it didn't fit the narrative, he was not happy or not pleased with that. The Inquisitor argues with Jesus based on the three questions that Jesus was asked by Satan at his temptation. Do you remember sure. the? Th do you do you vaguely remember the three questions? Vaguely. Turn your bread. Turn bread. Turn the stone into bread. Mm -hmm. Cast yourself down and rule over all the kingdoms of the world. Okay. Now, the Inquisitor explains to Jesus, follow me here. The Inquisitor explains to Jesus. Who, was, who would have been technically there when the questions were asked the first time. <clears throat> How he answered those questions incorrectly. <laughs> and how he is wrong about all of this stuff. You see... In the Inquisitor's mind, only the principles of the devil, quote-unquote, sure. can lead mankind to universal unification. Hmm. Give man bread, feed his stomach, you control his conscience, mm -hmm. and you can rule over the world. Okay, yep. I can Jesus see that. made a huge mistake. In that he limited himself to just a few followers. Twelve, <laughs> as I recall. But sure. Maybe 13 or... Actually, it was more than that. We know that there it was, was more than that. There was but, quite a few more than that. Right, but, but it was a small group. Yeah. Whereas the church, the Catholic church, which the Grand Inquisitor serves, improved on that work and addresses all the people, not mm -hmm. just a select few, like Jesus tried to limit it to. The church rules the world 
in the name of God by using the devil's principles, he explains. And, oh, by the way, your biggest mistake here, Jesus, was that you held man in very high esteem. You thought man worthy of freedom of choice, right? Mm -hmm. You thought it was a good idea to give men the choice of whether or not they believed in you or not. In the 1600s, 14, 15, 1600s, witches, accused witches, mm -hmm. were regularly sewn into burlap bags with cats and thrown into rivers. <laughs> okay. Remember this? I mean, this is yeah. not telling you anything you don't know here. And the idea here was that if the witch floated to the surface, she was innocent. Yeah. And of course, that never happened. No. The good friars that stood by and watched this knew that it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. Why did they allow it to happen? Why did they allow these women who they knew were not witches? They knew that. Why did they allow this to happen? Because they had power from that. At one point, they actually argued the friars and the, the, the priests and the abbots actually mm -hmm. argued that they didn't have the power to stop it. Because if they did try to stop it, they would be stripped of their temporal powers by an angry mob. Mm -hmm. And that in truth, what they were being was merciful. Because you see, the, the loss of their ability to minister to their flock was, outweigh, was outweighed the life of this innocent woman, mm -hmm. who, by the way, because they knew she was going to die, would be judged with mercy by God. And so it was really better for the woman to die so that they could remain in power because God would take care of them. Yeah. Isn't that great logic? Well, the Inquisitor implies to Jesus that by giving humans the freedom to choose whether or not to believe in him, you have the freedom to believe that two plus two equals four. He has in effect, Jesus has in effect, condemned most of humanity and doomed it to suffer because they're going to choose not to believe in him and accept his redemption. And the church, the Inquisitor says, is correcting that error by forcing people to accept this reality that Jesus is the Savior, whether they want to or not. Yeah. Because nothing says belief, you know, belief of conscience or, 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 or as forcing an opinion down someone's throat and making them, quote unquote, believe that. For the Inquisitor, it was the church being united and uniting sure. mankind under its banner. Making it sound really good. For us today, when we have ideas thrown at us today and we're told we must accept them, whether that idea is that there can be 57 genders or that it's Trump won the election. And if you don't accept that idea, you're the heretic. I don't know why you're pointing at me. <laughs> well... 
when we don't accept that idea, who benefits from that? Who benefits from forcing us to accept an idea that we know is not true? And yet we stand there and go, well, in the interest of unity, in the interest of uniting our movement, in the interest of, you know, I don't like the other side, two sure. plus two must equal five, and Trump must have won, and the Arizona audit is a complete lie, and you should not believe it. Who benefits from that? Those that are, are, are currently in this power struggle. Those who know that if push comes to shove, you'll be the one in the burlap bag, not them. Yeah. And they will maintain their power, and maybe someday you'll be judged by history for being a brave person, but in the meantime, well, how do I say this politely? Uh, you'll be dead. Yeah. And I don't know about where you live, but where I live, I think being dead kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> This wonderful idea that Dostoevsky has come up with is in, in this Inquisitor and how, how ideas can be forced. I mean, it's echoed in 1984. It's mm -hmm. echoed in, in, in literature and in ideas throughout things. But here we watch it unfold, and it's easy to point at the left and go, well, the left is forcing us to accept ideas that we know are not true. Yeah. There are only two genders. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. I'm sure I'll be labeled as a bi-transphobic sure. hater. But I'm not. Yeah. I have bi friends and trans friends, and I know I don't hate them. I don't hate gay people. But I have certain beliefs that I know are factual. Yeah. They're called chromosomes. See, mm -hmm. this is science. Biological men. Biologic. Mm -hmm. bi biology. Biological women. Are there occasionally hermaphrodites? Yes, but they're very rare mm -hmm. and usually surgically corrected at, at, at youth, at, at, you know, shortly after birth. Sure. That said, why do you feel the need to compulsively force me to believe your idea, Mr. Inquisitor? And I ask the same of you conservatives. Why do you compulsively yeah. feel the need to force me to believe your idea? What are you afraid of? The answer is... You're afraid of that Jesus fellow showing up and saying, that ain't what I said. Missed it certainly by not that what much. I meant. Yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're doing it wrong. This is Bill Mick from Bill Mick Live on WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod, either way. Always good to hear them and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link, and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country. We do it every day with Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave or Dave and Rod. Well, I woke up the other day, said to myself, self, it's going to be a good day. And then my brain said, WTF, are you insane? <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Uh, this week, uh, the WTF for me, I, the, nothing really stood out uh, as like particularly shocking. But there's, there's this Doesn't one... Doesn't that say a lot right there? Yeah, yeah. It's just been kind of an interesting uh, week. 
But there's this woman who who recently bought a house uh, in Newark, New, Jer- Newark, New Jersey. Pardon me. And she, you know, it's this Tudor style kind of a dream home, and and so she was you know, lived in there for just a little bit, and she started receiving letters, um, basically, uh, that uh, from somebody about the house. And until one day, she she came home to find that she was locked out of the house, and somebody was squatting on the inside of it. And apparently, there is a group of people uh, that are uh, you know, they they're they call themselves like sovereign citizens. I've heard of these guys. And there's a particular subsection, uh, the the Moors, I guess. I don't. I, I'm still trying to learn about that. The Moorish sovereign citizen movement. Uh, and this guy basically moved in and said it was his. And so she ended up having to have SWAT and uh, and come out and re- physically remove the guy from her property. But th- this whole thing about the sovereign citizens movement and and I know you said you may have heard something about that, uh, but it, it ties back to a little personal uh, issue as my father-in-law was a sovereign citizen proponent for a while. And uh, yeah, some interesting tax problems came their way. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. It's and funny since, how that works. And since they had co-signed on our first house, we ended up inheriting some of those tax issues. So, Yikes. I don't want to hear it. If you're a sovereign citizen movement person, hey, well enough to you, but... I've met some of those people. Yeah. And they're oftentimes they're much like the Inquisitor. You have to believe what I believe. Yeah. And so my response to them was always, you first. My father-in-law was was quite that way, too. Yep. You first. Go right ahead. Don't pay your taxes. And if, if it works out for you, I'll follow. But I'll just say it did not work out for them. Or me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how people who have never had to deal with the IRS... Mm-hmm. are quick to say, well, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Let me tell you something about dealing with the IRS. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. And it's very expensive. It can get uh, steep real fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, you owe us $40? Well, with fees and penalties, that'll be 12000 Mm-hmm. Because why? Because <laughs> we said so. Yeah. And even when you're done dealing with them, then they still don't want to help you at all. Yeah. Man, it's like, it gives me heebie-jeebies just thinking. Almost as many heebie-jeebies as it does to think that uh, the planet Jupiter exists. You know that, right? I do. Did you know that Jupiter gets hit? And I mean hit by large objects, Earth-sized objects, 50 to 70 times a year. Earth-sized objects, really? Where does it say this? Well, maybe it wasn't Earth. The colossally bright flash, blah 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 blah. All right, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not Earth-sized, but they're huge objects. Sure. Okay, they are causing flashes that can be seen from Earth. Mm-hmm. Scars. <laughs> As this writing, scientists are unsure how often Jupiter is impacted by something so massive or high velocity. But the consensus is it's fairly often, 20 to 60 times a year. And if we experience the same frequency of impacts, we would not be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like the dinosaurs, they got one. And uh, there you go. 
Yeah. Luckily, Ju Jupiter's unconscionably strong gravitational field is gigantic and accelerates incoming meteorites to unkind speeds. Unkind speeds. <laughs> As if there is a kind speed. Right. Multiplying <laughs> the kinetic energy of the incoming bodies by several orders of magnitude, which is proportional to the level of energy released upon impact. Quote, think of how baseballs hurt more if they slam into you with greater speed. Unquote. <laughs> yeah <laughs> duh there you go at any rate jupiter i guess got hit this week this past week and this is mm -hmm. what's, this is on my front news is this hey dave watch this video of this planet taking a bit slap to the head yeah for you because otherwise it may have hit earth and now i'm that, watching it the explosion was was actually larger than the size of earth wasn't it yes yeah that was my i, I guess that's what i was trying to say the impact was, was bigger than Earth. And it left what appears to be a big black hole in the side of Jupiter. <laughs> 2010. Remember 2010, the movie? Yeah. When the monoliths are eating Jupiter, uh -huh. turning it into a star. It looked like that for a little while. I mean, this big black hole in the side of Jupiter. And I'm like, do you have any idea? See, we, don't, we just don't know. Yeah. To us, Jupiter's this little dot in the sky we see yeah. every now and then. And we go, oh. No. It's, what is it? 32 Earths could fit inside that thing? Yep. It's Jika the freaking enormous. And this it, it explosion. Has how many moons now? I mean, it is. It, 62, 69, the last like I heard. It's own, its own middle right. it's know, solar, solar system. system in a way. Right. And this explosion was bigger than this planet. And so I said to myself, self, it's a good day to be on Earth. Because here on Earth, that didn't happen today. <laughs> Thank God I'm not on Jupiter. We're all going to die. sends me a text this week and explains to me that he's going to become a Jedi. Yeah. Which I found to be, I don't want to say absurd, but what was my response to you? My response to you was something about da, 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 da. let's see. Hmm. I can't find the response now. Of course not because there was plenty to do then. So anyway, I, 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 I made some, I, I sent you a picture of the side I'm on. And he didn't know what it was. And he said, can I learn? Where, where, how could I not know this? And I said, you can't learn that from a Jedi. Yeah, that's right. That was a while ago. That was a week ago, over a week ago. And it went right over his head. It did. And I thought, there's no way you can be a Jedi if you do not understand the power of the dark side. There's and yet... And yet you're going to try to explain to me that you can be. Yeah. Yeah. I you await. can be because, because the breath. Universal Life Church offers a certificate of Jedi knighthood. And so for <laughs> the mere cost of, say, $9 plus shipping and handling fees, you too could be a certified Jedi. But I don't want to be a Jedi. 
the Jedi are sexist, misogynist, and phallically overcompensating. Phallically <laughs> overcompensating. <laughs> no, you think I'm making this up. This was in Scientific American this week. Was it? Scientific America ran an article this week. Oh, my gosh. Talking about how the Jedi should not be revered because they are misogynistic. They are sexist. They are white cisgendered males. Oh, my gosh. And they have small penises. That's why they have such big lightsabers. They're overcompensating. You, you Nothing like being woman splained, right? <laughs> you didn't read this at all? I mean... I didn't look how, read that. Look how Anakin mansplains things to, to Padme. Look how Luke manspain, mansplains things to uh, to Leia, although she's kind of a pushy one herself. So she yeah. doesn't take much of it, but... No. And and so forth and so on. I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. Scientific American actually has an article about how the Jedi are not to be emulated because they're... They're really not the good guys that 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 they've been made into being. And so when when Rod texted me that he was going to join the Jedi, mm-hmm. which is I mean, let's face it, this is, this is all fantasy world anyway. But yeah, well, if you know, if you can choose your gender, why can't I choose to be a Jedi? Exactly. And and why shouldn't I have to believe that? Yeah. So anyway, he sent me this thing. So we're, we're now. I am convinced. I am utterly convinced, Rod, that this is a psychological troll. It's a study to see how people react to the story. Could be that they're they're counting on talk show hosts <laughs> going off on it because <laughs> how ridiculous it is, and they're they're taking notes on you, going, "Let's see how conservatives react to this. Now let's see how liberals react yeah. to this." And liberals are probably going, oh, "This is so true." This is so true. The, the, the Jedi are so bad. And conservatives are just furious about, you know, why the hell is this in Scientific American? This isn't science. Yeah. It's science fiction. <laughs> Which, if you happen to listen to from shows around the country, I'm just saying, Monday mornings, 6, 7 o'clock hour on Bill Mick, which I was not a part of, you're going to see what I'm talking about here. Yeah. The reaction is being studied, I think, for manipulative purposes would be my guess because they want to know how people react to being told that you can't be your favorite fantasy character yeah. in your head as if you ever really could be. Yeah, you can, I pre- mean, you can pretend to be whoever you want. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Vulcanian. Yeah. Emotionless. Live long. And logical. Prosper. Exactly. And then I realized that that kind of sucks because you only get laid once every seven years. And then I got married and realized, well, that's pretty much it anyway. So. <laughs> but if I were ever going Send to Send your letters to uh, WTF. What the fuck? <laughs> so, and, and, and worse, if I were going to join a side, I would clearly join the Sith. The Sith... I mean, they have the power of life and death, Rod, which you cannot learn from a Jedi. I I don't know. Jedi killed a lot of people. (laughs) Yes, but they couldn't bring him back to life. Darth Pelagius could. He learned this power and taught it to his apprentice. And oddly enough, 
He could save others, but he could not save himself. No. And you cannot learn this power not from a Jedi. What's really funny is that they actually ended up cloning. Was it the Emperor? So they didn't really, you know, extend the life. They just cloned it. I guess the Emperor... Is that what they did? Because I never understood that whole thing. They cloned him, and then I guess the Emperor's... Were they ever going to explain that to me? Force ghost or whatever? I don't know. It's such... It was such a cluster, those last three movies. I mean, good effects and stuff, but it was the whole storyline. Because I watched that, and I still don't understand. <laughs> this is, uh, I understand 2001 A Space Odyssey better than I understand the end of that. Yeah, they I still it. don't know what the hell I was watching. Yeah. But I know you can't learn this power. Well, you can learn this power, but not from a Jedi. We're going to beg people once again, Rod, to download the show, like the show, and share the show. Please. Please. Please like us. If we have to, we'll get an Inquisition going, and we'll start torturing people. (laughs) (laughs) You will listen to the show, and you will like it. And if you don't, well, we'll make an example of you. God will be merciful on you after we dispose of you one way or the other, right? Because we're like sacks and cats. Bad idea, really. I mean, that's where we're headed. In the broad scheme of things, worse things could be happening. I mean, could have pointed sticks. That would hurt, depending on where you put it. (laughs) Anyway, we need you to like, download, and share the show. You've got to have that. I think we've solved this rate and review problem thing. Yeah. Now all we need from you is to say who you who you want us to pretend to be when we rate and review our own show. And we will read those on the air. Yes, we will. And we will read it pretending that you're you're saying it. Yeah. But you've got to email that information to us at WTF at whatthefrock.org. Yep. You seem confused by that, right? I'm See, see, this is an audio podcast, but it, but I'm watching Ron. And I, I, like, I was, Wee. yeah, I was waiting for something else. I didn't know that thought crossed my mind too, but. And then what? No, just, it went the way of Jupiter. It blew up. It just, yeah, it went in, went out. That's what we get for recording on an off time. I hate that when that happens. I have these brilliant thoughts about stuff, and then I say to myself, "I should write that down." <laughs> Do I write it down? So then I hit on this other idea, and. I have a miniature tape recorder. You know, one of those little you know, yeah. addictive. So I thought, well, I'll start using this. I'll start carrying it around with me. Couldn't you just record it on your phone? I have no idea what I put on my phone. What are you <laughs> busy doing other crap on my phone? It's time to do. So then I thought, OneNotes, Microsoft OneNotes. I will learn to use OneNotes. And I was going to ask you if you had, if you were familiar with us at all, because I went to because because I tried to figure it out and then i went to the bookstore the other night and thought well I'll buy a book on how to use one notes and they went 30 dollars for a book on how to use one notes and i went i'm not paying 30 dollars for that it's not that complicated well i'll tell you what i've written myself four notes and i can't find any of them okay well i mean i have no idea where they went so <laughs> i'm back to my my little recorder thing that i can't find so you can see how well this is going after the show dave i'll show you how 
Yeah, I wish I could bring myself to care that much, but <laughs> not sure I can. Anyway, that's uh, that's what we need from you. Who do you want us to pretend to be? Mm-hmm. For you, we're doing this for you, people. We are. So you should appreciate that, and you should uh, should get right on that right now. Drop everything you're doing. Pull over on the side of the road if you're driving. WTF? Don't even bother. But you can. Come on, people. We all know how to text and drive. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. At any rate, WTF at whatthefrock.org. Send us an email and uh, let us know, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is not a threat. We're going to do this. And unless you want us to just use your name without your permission, which we will do. <laughs> all for the all for the glory and power of our show. <laughs> which we get paid nothing. <laughs> On that note, I'm the Grand Inquisitor Rabbi Dave. And I am the lowly Friar Cook. And this has been What the Frock? <laughs> <laughs>